Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guests appear on the Mile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. With today's special guest host, Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. Thanks for uh, checking us out today as we uh, get ready to wrap up here next half hour or so. Uh, and again, Gabe Kuhn on a honeymoon, week-long honeymoon. Kind of what did you do for your honeymoon? We went to Tulum, down to Tulum, Mexico, uh, for oh. our honeymoon. We had an nice. all-inclusive resort. It was one of the best weeks of my life. I miss it every single day. Yeah, all right. Very good. Uh, okay, so let's uh, talk a, a little bit uh, about what we do each and every day, and that is the Blitz. Now, the biggest stories overloading the line of bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. And as always, the Blitz is brought to you by Sissy's Log Cabin. Sparky, Evan Neal has New York Giants fans on fire with some of the comments he made recently. Uh, yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, so uh, let, let's go over what he said on Wednesday. Uh, said, quote, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? Uh, the person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Neil also insisted, quote, I know I'm improving. I'm going to continue to get better. He had it. And he was apparently yelling at fans to boo louder when they were getting booed. Why do that? He said, quote, because that just further shows that people are fair weather. A lot of fans are bandwagoners. I mean, I get it. They want to see us perform well. And I respect all of that. But no one wants us to perform well more than we do. And how can you say you're really a fan when we're out there battling our asses off and the game wasn't going well? But the best you can do is boo your home team. So how much of a fan are you really? Did it upset Neil that fans booed? Neil said, quote, would it upset you if someone that's a fan of you is booing you as you're typing out your articles as you're doing your work? Would it piss you off? You're a human, ain't you? Neil had plenty more to say about people who have ripped his play. Quote, most critics really don't understand the game of football to the level that we understand it in this building. So why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? I'm just going to focus on Evan and getting better. I honestly do not care what anybody has to say about Evan Neal because they're going to talk anyway. At the end of the day, I put a lot of good things on film, but people are going to go and find the bad reps, and that's what they're going to highlight. That's what they're going to put out there. I can't control that, so why should I care? Neil also has a Twitter account. 
uh, but he does see what people are tweeting at him. Quote, people tag me on stuff all the time. So it's like, yeah, I see it, but I genuinely don't care. Why should I? I'm in the National Football League. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? And then he says, flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere. Uh, Okay, and then they have some of the tweets in this article uh, as well uh, from NJ.com of some of the things that people uh, have said uh, to him, uh, none of which is very nice and I'm not going to read. Now, uh, let's go over a couple of things here. Um, Number one, there are some things that people need to kind of understand. Um, First off, he's young, right? Still in his early 20s. Um, He's been coddled and babied, I'm sure. Uh, coming all the way up through high school and college, telling him how great he is. You're going to be in the NFL, da-da-da-da-da. And he's never really had criticism. I guarantee you, he's never had criticism in high school. I'm sure he maybe got criticized a little bit, maybe from Saban in a film session. Maybe that happened. Probably not, though. Uh, So he probably didn't get any uh, type of uh, criticism at Alabama either. And this is really the first time where he's having to deal with this. Some of it is warranted. Some of it may not be. And he doesn't know how to deal with it because he's never had people coming at him and criticizing him for not playing well. He's always been one of the best players on the field. He's always been the guy that dominated the guy across from him. He's the guy that made the other guy look bad. He was never the one uh, that was getting chirped at for not doing well. And again, in Alabama, you don't get booed at Alabama. Like they win. You don't get booed. Uh, So he's never been through losing like this either, probably. So, He lost his cool uh, and started going off about different things. The issue, the main issue I have, and by the way, he came out and apologized today for all this. But the main issue I have with kind of what he did uh, and all of his comments that he said uh, was the flipping hot dogs and hamburgers thing. There's, There's absolutely no reason to demean what somebody does for a job and pays the bills. Like there's just, there's absolutely no reason for that. In fact, I have, I've had many conversations with my 16-year-old uh, about him and finding his you know, first job, and he found a job, and conveniently enough, it's at a hamburger place. And we've had this conversation of, you know, we're going to go to college, and I want to do this, I want to do that. And then we start having conversations about, well, I don't want to work there. And it's like, why? You know, a lot of these places, now again, you're not making millions like an NFL player, don't get me wrong. But if you go and, and you're a general manager of a fast food franchise, you're making good money. Making good money. Some of these fast food franchises are paying paying towards your college education. Again, there's a lot to be had there. Everybody that likes to stick their nose up in the air about somebody that works at a fast food joint, I wouldn't be so quick to do so. Because, again, you can make a career out of that uh, and make a lot more money than a lot of these other people are working in an office job or working somewhere else. And to me, it's just ridiculous uh, to make that type of statement. But, again, young, immature, not knowing, and you take your shot. So I, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I understand that he he's he's young. He's he's probably not had any adversity. New York fans can be tough. It comes with the territory of playing for a New York team. But I'm with you. You know, I'm glad he apologized for it. But calling the people who root for you every single week, calling the especially Giants fans, you can't call them bandwagon fans. It's been a, it's been a long run for those Giants fans. But insulting people's jobs and their livelihood and things like that when we're in a day and age where people are just kind of trying to get by day by day right now and trying to survive in this you know crazy inflation moment that we're living in, it, it, it's tough for everybody. And you know, I I get that 
people are going to say stuff to you as a professional athlete, but you've just got to keep your cool and you can't you can't go back at people like that. You can talk about how, listen, you know, we're trying out here. I'm going to get better. I hear the boos. I understand why they may be there, but, you know, a little bit of support might help me more than the boos. Like, I may not react well to the boos. That might have been a better route for him to go, but he just gave Giants fans this ammo now, and he kind of became public enemy number one within the fan base when he didn't have to do that. He put an unnecessary target on his back, and I'm hoping that he can learn from this move moment and move on. Did you hear that rant? The radio rant that they... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Had in New York out off of these comments. Well, I saw Shaw Marash uh, go off yeah. uh, from the morning show on The Fan. Uh, and I love Marash. Uh, he used to be on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Now the DA show went to satellite radio. Marash moved off of that show originally to go uh, produce and be a part of the new morning show that they had with Tiki Barber over there. Um, and Marash is a huge, huge Giants fan, like huge, and wears his emotions on his sleeves. Uh, and he got red faced, screaming and yelling uh, in general. And then Tiki said something, and then he flipped out about that uh, as well. And again, the dynamic is so different from you being a fan versus them being a pro athlete. It's just totally different. Tiki Barber's opinion of that situation, what was said, is going to be completely different than you listening right now uh, on your app, on your Odyssey app or on the radio, who's never played in the National Football League, who may never have played college football, of what you think, right? Nobody wants to get booed at home. Nobody wants to get booed in general, right? That That's part of it. What they want uh, the athletes want pretty much is get your ticket, sit down, cheer for us. And if we suck, just sit there and be quiet or do whatever you want to do. But don't boo us and, and show that you're not loyal or whatever the case may be. Is that a fair expectation? Yeah, probably is a fair expectation. But I don't I don't think it's necessarily about an individual player all the time like these guys take it to be. Right. It's about the organization. They're booing the organization. That Giants team was a lot better than people thought last year with Daniel Jones and and Dab, Brian Dabble as the head coach. And there were expectations coming into this year that they were going to be as good or better. Daniel Jones got a huge contract in the offseason, so that raises expectations for everybody. And instead of getting better, they've gotten significantly worse than they were before. Saquon Barkley can't stay on the field. So they that Giants fan base in general is frustrated and mad uh, that they were expecting better and they're not getting it. And now they as a fan base, probably to a degree, and athletes would love this comment, uh, feel embarrassed as a fan base and how bad this looks right now. And they're letting them know it. And it's not about necessarily just the players. It's about the owner hearing what they think of, feel about this product. It's the coaching staff letting them hear what they feel about your product. It's not about significantly, you know, individual players. The only time that may be the case is if somebody's just throwing like their third or fourth interception in a game. Then, yes, maybe they're booing for the quarterback. If somebody is chanting for the backup to come in, then, yeah, maybe it's about one individual player. But more times than not, when you're booing somebody or you're booing a team at the end of a quarter or at the end of a half or something, it's about the organization more so than it's about an offensive lineman.
Totally agree. And and it's, yeah, totally agree. It's about the group of offensive linemen, too, because it's no secret that, you know, the New York Giants, one of their biggest struggles right now is that Daniel Jones is having to run for his life. That's, you know, they are struggling right now. So that's why I totally agree with you. He probably took all of the boos as almost being directed toward him, when in reality, it was directed toward the whole franchise. They weren't trying to pick out one, one specific player in the moment. Right. And that that to me is is the biggest thing at this point that he's just got to understand. And I'm sure he wouldn't have apologized today if a bunch of people didn't come running at him and telling him, right. wait online, like settle down. You cannot be saying what you said. And here are all the things that you said wrong that you need to kind of go back and apologize for. And he did. And now we'll see kind of how this plays out going forward. But definitely a big, big mistake uh, at the end of the day. That does it for topic one on the Blitz. Yeah! <laughs> Joel right. Embiid has announced yep. that he will be playing for Team USA. Again, Joel Embiid has you know the, the opportunity to play for multiple countries here. Uh, he's never played for Team USA. Just I think it was Tuesday. Uh, he said it was a hard decision. It was gut wrenching. He didn't know what to do. Uh, and at the end of the day, Joel at the end of the day, Joel Embiid decided uh, to play for Team USA because of how bad they looked at the World Cup. And I. I I don't understand really what is what is going on here. I really don't because LeBron James is talking about he's going to play for Team USA. Steph Curry says he's going to play for Team USA. I saw a piece uh, out of Milwaukee that Damian Lillard said if he's asked, he'll play. Uh, Chris Middleton has said if he's asked, he'll play as well. Uh, and again, they have to be asked before they can play. But everybody now is stepping up and saying they want to play in the Olympics if they get asked on the U.S. Olympic team, and there's a lot of, we want to show everybody we're the best. Nobody is questioning whether or not you're the best. Most people didn't even watch that thing to even care one way or the other, right? If you had players on that team like Memphis, then okay, you're probably watching some of it to watch your favorite player play. If you didn't have a, a guy from your local team on that on, on involved in those games for Team USA, you're probably not turning it on. I didn't turn on a minute of that thing. I did not care. It meant absolutely nothing in my world or my life at all about whatever happened in those games. Now, for the other countries involved outside of USA, it means everything. Anytime you can beat the USA in basketball, it's a badge of honor for your team and your country because they're the best. Now, something where I think everybody's getting lost on here. Nobody and I don't care what country, what coach, what player on another country's team is going to look you straight in the eye and go, yep, we beat the best of the best in USA. No. They knew what was on that USA team. They know that's not the best of the best that the Team USA can offer or the NBA can offer. They know they beat a C team or whatever you want to call it uh, in, in, that, in that arena uh, at that time. But these superstars are acting like, oh, my God, we got to go prove we're the best again. I don't think anybody's questioning whether or not LeBron James and Steph Curry and these guys are the best in the world. I haven't heard anybody question it at all at any point. So I, I think this whole thing is overblown. I mean, I'm glad that Embiid's going to play. They're all going to play. They're going to blow out opponents by like 30 or 40 points. And it's not going to be very entertaining because they're going to be all blowouts. Do you think people are questioning whether or not Team USA is still the best in the world, Connor? I don't I don't think they're questioning whether, you know, when we when we bring the Avengers, I think everybody knows that it it's a wrap. Like when you have bona fide first ballot Hall of Famers, some of the greatest players that have ever stepped on a basketball court on the same team playing at the same time, 
there's just not really a discussion there. And I don't think that, you know, and maybe the world championship discussion may have gotten to some of the NBA guys and they want to come back. But I think that the Joel Embiid part of this is being a little bit overblown because some people have been like, oh, he's coming to save USA basketball. It's like, I don't know about that. It's, it's just I think that LeBron and Steph and KD and all of those guys, bam, committing to just playing, quote unquote, saved whatever we saw in the World Cup. They're just going to come back to prominence. They're going to win the thing like they usually do. And business is going to be as usual. It's not it's not as big of a big deal as people are making it seem. And that's why like, I do think there's a bit of an overreaction to it um, with Joel Embiid coming to the team. I do think a lot of it, too, though, is that he's, he's choosing not to play for certain teams to come to Team USA. I think there's a piece of that, why it's uh, such a big topic of conversation. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing about this, too, is there is a time commitment that goes with this. Yeah. I mean, this this is going to take up a lot of your summer. And, you know, I can reference back to the Bucks when they won a championship. They win the championship, and what was it? The day after the parade, they got on a plane and flew to the Olympics. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton left to go play in the Olympics for Team USA right away and continue their season. And they had been playing since what end of September, early October for training camp and preseason, and then ended up playing until what did that have been August or whatever. Now again, that season was a little bit screwed up as far as when it ended and all that stuff, but that's the thing. So if LeBron's going to say, okay, I'm going to play, he's not getting any younger. So you're going to have the wear and tear on his body to go play in this thing. And on top of that, if the Lakers uh, are, you know, go far, He's going to play even longer. Same with Steph Curry. He's not getting any younger. So you're having some of the older players in the league who are going to have a ton of wear and tear. Now you're going to go extend your playing time even more. As an owner of a team or a general manager of a team, yeah, you're my superstar. No, I'm not going to tell you you can't do it, but I'm kind of cringing at the fact of, I prefer you not at this point. I'd rather have you go rest and get some rest for the next season versus doing all this additional wear and tear on your body. If you're because especially with Joel Embiid, like especially with Joel Embiid, because we have yet to see, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit this week with you. He's he has yet to make it through a playoffs healthy. He just he can't do it. His body starts shutting down on him in like the second round, and that is concerning. So if you're a Sixers fan, do you want him going to put more miles on his body in the offseason? I guess the flip side of that coin though could be. Could you argue that him playing for Team USA is going to keep him in shape? Because that's also been another problem. He's had a bit of the Shaq issue where he's coming in, you know, into training camp out of shape, and it's taking him two months to get into shape. And that it's it, that's not sustainable as a big man that have ha- that has had all these lower body issues already. So it's uh, if you're a Sixers fan, I I would probably not be super pleased with the news that Joe Embiid is going to put more miles on his body. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want that either. There's just no way. I mean, there are certain guys you don't want playing and especially if there's an injury history there or, um, you know, you think the team is going to go relatively far. I just, I don't think I'd want to put my, my, my best player in that position. And God forbid, if you have multiple players on a team that are going to go over there uh, and play, look, look at the Phoenix suns. What if it's Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? And they both go, yep, we'll go play. Now they go as far as they go. And now they're going to put more wear and tear on their body to go play in the Olympics on top of that. And then turn around within about what a month, month and a half, maybe to come back and be back at training camp and go again for the next NBA season. I, I don't know, man. I, as I as just... somebody who roots for a team in the West. Yeah, sure. Send them all. <laughs> send yeah, the whole, right. send all sure. the Phoenix suns over there. Yeah. That aging team. Yeah. Steph clay, Chris Paul. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go over there, please. Uh, One of the conversation topics that has been happening, though, because Joel Embiid got added to the roster is it may have taken 
our Jaron Jackson Jr. spot. Where I was looking at the uh, the the previous Olympic team roster, and they they were they were carrying about five bigs. So I still think he has a shot. But Joel Embiid being added uh, certainly doesn't help his chances. But I still think he's got a shot because they usually like to carry four or five bigs. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. I come back on the other side. We'll rewind it, tell you what you missed on the show today, and tell you what's coming up on Friday. That's next on the Gabe Coon Show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer filling in right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.